Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. That means glad it's paid in full. We couldn't pay it. But I know a man who can. And who did. But as we look at our scripture this morning, we're going to look at one of the miracles that Jesus did for a whole lot of people. Won't you look back in your own life when Lord, when the Lord did something to change an outlook in your life? Maybe it was through sickness. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe something was going on and you just didn't know the answer. But God gave you an answer. But if you'll turn with us to Mark chapter 6, verses 34 to 44. Scripture in which Jesus feeds the multitude. But it's also speaking to us today because there's things in these verses that relate to us. And we're so glad it does. But this is one of the miracles that Jesus did. But as I went back and looked at three or four chapters in Mark, the first ones, I wrote down the miracles that he did just in these few chapters. The unclean spirits were cast out. Simon's wife's mother was healed. He healed of the diseased. He cast out devils. The leopards were healed. The man sick with a palsy, the man with a withered hand, he calmed the storm. The man with the unclean spirit, he called them out. The spirits went into the swine. The swine went down to the lake and drowned themselves because they couldn't stand it. Why do people get in that shape and let the devil rule them? The swine had more sense than people do a lot of times. But he raised a little girl of the ruler of the synagogue. He cast out many devils and healed others. This is just first three or four chapters in Mark in which our Lord did great and mighty things. And our title of our message this morning is The Mysterious Feast. Mysterious Feast. Let's read, beginning in verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them. Because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far spent, or far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. 
And when he, Jesus, had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. Lord, open these words unto our hearts and help us to realize that you that your compassion is just as real today for mankind as it was back then. Your love is just as great today as it was back then. Father, help us to trust you. Help us to trust your son. Help us to be led by your Holy Spirit that we might be opened to what you would have us to do. Even though we may seem it's but a small amount that we have. But Jesus can take those small amounts and multiply them many times. So that he could be glorified. And that our hearts would be moved to trust him more and more. Now Lord may your will be done. And we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus name. Amen. In following Jesus, we may sometimes be led into what many would call a desert place. You ever been there? Lord, what am I going to do? Lord, this, this, this has come up and I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And if you're like I was in times like that, you, you went down on your knees. When we were in school, we had times in our lives that we didn't know what we were going to do. Going to school four days a week, well, two days a week, supposed to have finished in two years, but it took me four, because I could only go two days a week. But all during that four years that I went to school, God's hand was upon our lives. Had two young sons, one in ninth grade and one in tenth grade. My wife was teaching, and 30 years ago, they weren't making a whole lot. But you know, God supplied every need. My tuition was paid on several occasions, and I don't know where it came from. They wouldn't tell me. We would go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, how are you going to take care of this? And somehow or another, when we would pray, he'd say, just don't worry. Just don't worry. But how many of us worry when times like that come up? Lord, you know what we need. And do we say, I'm just going to trust you? Or do we try to do everything in the world to outdo God to get it done? When Jesus just simply says, trust me. Yes, you've been through these desert places. I have too. Our desert places 
shut us up to faith in him, the results of which we see a glorious outpouring of his power. Lord, how did you do that? You ever said that? I don't know about you, but I have. And then he'd come in that clear, smooth voice. Do you know who I am? Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for doubting. But put your place in Daniel's place. Daniel served the Lord. There was no ups and downs in Daniel's life. But the 70 presidents didn't like Daniel because he was the chosen one of the king. We're going to get rid of Daniel because he's taking the glory away from us. So, O king, we want you to build this big old image out here. And we don't want anybody praying to any other god but our gods. And if they do and are caught, we'll throw them in the lion's den or the den of lions. Excuse me. Two different things. It was signed three times a day. Didn't matter who was watching. Daniel went to his house, went up to the upper room, opened the windows facing towards Jerusalem, got out on his knees and went to praying. O king, do you remember signing the paper? Well, your buddy Daniel has done such and such. And he tried to get out of what he had written, but he couldn't do it. So here they go. They grabbed Daniel by the arms. Now I'm just paraphrasing here. Grabbed Daniel by the arms and said, you're going in the den of lions. But have you ever seen that picture that's been painted, Daniel in the lion's den? Who's he looking at? He's not looking at the lines, not phasing him one bit. But there's a shining light coming in from that upper corner up there. And Daniel looking straight up to that light because he knew where that light was coming from. I wouldn't doubt if old Daniel didn't lay down by the lines and took a big long nap. But in the meantime, those presidents... Boy, we've got him now. He'll not come out of there. But the old king, he couldn't sleep. Man, he knew he had done messed up. Says he was awake all night. And before daylight, he was lit out for that den of lions. He got there and he hollered down, Daniel, is your God able to? Have we said that? Is your God able? Old king, live forever. God, shut the lion's mouth. But that wasn't the end of the story. King said, throw all those presidents and all their family down in the den of lions. And every one of them. The lions took care of. 
See how God works? And we're going to see something similar today. There will be times in our Christian walk when we will experience the mysterious feast of the Lord's blessings. First thing we see in verse 36, human reasoning. What the disciples want? Send them away. Now imagine if, if our church, what we got here, 160 people, 70, 80? We're going to have a meal out here next Sunday. Church is going to supply everything. Everybody come on in. And 5,000 people show up. What would you do? Just like these men did. Send them into town. Let them go in and buy what they need. We don't, all we got is just five loaves and two little old fishes. Well, what did Jesus do? Well, look at verse 34, the last part of it. He said, because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, he began to teach them many things. What an opportunity for the Lord to show his disciples just who he was. Have we ever been there? Has God taken an opportunity that has arisen in your life somehow or another just to show you or just to show us like he did when we were in school that he is God and that he can do anything he wants to do whenever he wants to do it? Did it amaze you like it did us? I hope so. Because God is just as powerful today as he was back then with Daniel. And with these people sitting on the hillside wanting to hear the word of God. But I think in other scriptures it says a lot of people began to follow because Jesus would feed and, and they wanted that food. This possibly could be why they had so many. Just 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Didn't bother the Lord. But it bothered human reasoning. We don't have enough. This is all any man can preach who is yet a stranger to the infinite grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have enough. But when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, as Daniel did, and as Jesus knew what his father was going to do through him, man, we got it made. Takes all the worry away, doesn't it? Jesus can do anything. But the disciples said, send them away. They can go into town and buy whatever they need. Away where? From the fountain where they're seeking life-giving water? You want to send them away from Jesus Christ? From the living bread that they can buy in town, but Jesus is the bread of life? And you want to send them away? I can see Jesus admonishing those disciples, where's your trust? Now these 
miracles that he did. They were present. Some of them were, not, maybe not all. They saw what Jesus could do. But here their faith sort of slid by the wayside. Sometimes that happens to us. Lord, I just don't know how you're going to do it. Just sit down and let him do it. Let him do the work. And then praise him for it. Thank him for what he does. They had nothing of their own to satisfy them. And many of us try our best to satisfy ourselves when Jesus said, I can do it better. How many of us will go out of our way to do something and Jesus said, just trust me. And then they'll, like us, a lot of times we'll go elsewhere instead of going to Jesus. But such is the gospel of carnal wisdom. Isn't that the way man's been ever since the Garden of Eden? Carnality in their lives. Cain said, I, I'm not going to do it the Lord's way. I'm going to do it my way. And you see what happened to Cain. Yes, it was a desert place. But if you look at the world today, isn't that what the world is, a desert place? It's hard to be a Christian. It's hard to preach the gospel in some places. It's hard to be a witness to people in some places. Because the world is a desert place concerning the word of God. And the working of the Holy Spirit in people's hearts and lives. Man, that desert place... There's just no satisfaction there that people want. Hardship will overtake those who trust more in circumstances than in the Lord. Yes, I had to learn that. I wanted to quit. I think I've told you this before. I didn't see how I was going to be able to go on to school. But if it wasn't for a praying wife... And some other folks that I don't know the names of. I guess I'd have quit. I'm so thankful that I stayed with the Lord. Because God has blessed us beyond measure. Don't be discouraged, folks. The Lord's still the Lord. If he can take five loaves and two fish and feed 5,000, just think what, he, the whole world that he has that he can do for this church. But we also see divine compassion. Verse 34, he was moved with compassion toward them. Now imagine... I don't know where we would sit 5,000 people here on a hillside. But imagine, well, I'm going to pick on the deacons this morning. <laughs> 
Imagine you trying to be out there on that hillside and, and teaching all of those people, 5,000 plus women and children, and it's dinner time, supper time, whichever one you want to call it. And somebody said, well, just send them up into Taylorville. Let them get a hamburger. And then somebody, a stranger, comes by and said, you feed them. What? All we got is five loaves and two fishes. Do you not see the compassion in the Lord's word? And in his work? He's still God today. He can still supply every need that this church will ever have. And you can go onward and upward and forward for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ simply because he's still God. And he's still interested in what this congregation wants to do in his name for all these people round about here. And I guess if you'll go far enough, you'll find 5,000 people right around this church who need a word from the Lord. He was moved with compassion and he began to teach. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.15, we have not an high priest who cannot be touched. Jesus is interested in each and every life sitting here today. And if you're listening over the internet, YouTube, however it may be, the Lord is interested in your life and what's going on in your life. He has everything that we need. But will we ask for it? When his compassion has been moved, his almighty power is ready to act. Give them to eat, verse 37. Now you deacons, get that in your head. Here you have a whole multitude out here and you have five loaves and two fish. Give them to eat. You'd probably do like I do, huh? That's just old Southern language, huh? You want me to give them to eat? What am I going to give them? Well, what do you have? Well, we've searched. And another portion of the scripture, it says there's a little lad here. He came prepared to stay all day. Because he brought five loaves and two fish with him. He got it in a little bag. Bring them here. I'm just going to forget that. Bring them. Isn't that what God tells us? Come to me. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not of. I'll supply your needs. And you'll absolutely be dumbfounded how it happens. But we serve a mighty God who can do anything he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. You bring that little lad here. Bring those fish and bread. What God do? Jesus is God. 
Did he do it to shame those disciples? I don't think so. I think he did it to show and to teach them a lesson. Because they really didn't understand who this man was, even though he was doing miracles. I believe he did it to help them. The Bible says he took that bread. And what did he do? What was Daniel doing? Looking up to heaven. Straight into the Father's eyes. Father, thank you. He's already thanking the Lord for what he's going to do. Thanking the Father. Thank you, Lord. And then the Bible says, picked up one of those loaves and began to break it. And just kept breaking, kept breaking, kept breaking. And it never got any smaller. Now, if you grew up in our house with 12 kids around that table, you better grab a biscuit first. But he kept breaking. And I can imagine the disciples' eyes. Where's all this bread coming from? They gathered up in baskets. And they began to go around to all of those people and passed out that bread. And the Bible says he took those two fish. And he looked up to heaven again. And he began to break. Or however he broke that fish. 5,000 men were filled. Had all they wanted. Plus women and children. Now the Bible doesn't say how many. But I imagine there's probably 15, 20,000 people there. Five loaves and two fish. Lord taught them a lesson that day, just like he wants to teach us a lesson. There is absolutely nothing too hard for God. You know a person that's lost and you've been praying for that person for a long time. There is absolutely nothing too hard for God. You may be looking for employment opportunity. Lord, I sure would like to have that because I believe that's where you want me to be. Trust God. There is absolutely nothing impossible with God. Yes, he kept breaking. Kept breaking. They all eight they were filled 12 baskets full and from what I understand when I looked this up it wasn't just a little old picnic basket it was a basket filled with extra God has everything we need when we need it we just need to believe that God can supply it when we need it. You look back at the history of this church. 
and the many people that gave and gave and gave and gave. But who was the supreme giver? The Lord. And you are here today because not like those disciples, Lord, we, we only got so much. Your forefathers, your mothers believed God. And this church is what today? Because they trusted the Lord to supply what this church needs. And as you go forward from this day on out, God's going to send you the right man. He's going to send you the right preacher. He's going to lay it on this search committee's heart. And I believe with all my heart, he'll lay it on every one of them to have the same conclusion. God's not, he's not going to work differently with different people. This is my man. I picked him out for this church. Now committee, pray and seek my face and do what I ask you to do. And this church will even go further in the Lord's business than it has in the past. I believe that with all of my heart. Yes, God can supply enough bread to feed 5,000, enough fish to feed 5,000, and he can't supply the needs right here in this church, in this community, without any problem at all. But it's going to take a trust. We can't be like those disciples. Lord, we don't know how this is going to happen. And we may think that. I didn't know how I was going to get through school. Yes, I had a letdown, a breakdown, whatever you want to call it. But I found out my God can. And he took care of that little lady and those two boys. All during that four years, I was running up and down that road to Fruitland. And if he can do that for one little old preacher, just think what he can do for the rest of us. How many fish do you have? How many loaves of bread do you have? Doesn't matter. God can take it and multiply it. But it takes a dedication from everybody. Folks, all of us, everyone, got to get on board. We've got to believe that God knows best. And when God says move, we got to move. And when God says where, we know, need to know the place where. And God will let us know that place. And he'll also let us know how we are to do it. Trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not upon your understanding. Because if we lead on us, it'll be like I was ready to quit. But if we lean on the Lord... And we trust him. 
Verse 44 said, And they did all eat of the loaves that were 5,000 men plus women. And verse 42 says, And they did all eat and were filled. Folks, he can take care of you. He's been doing it ever since he created man in the garden. And he can do it today just like he did back then. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not upon your own understanding and watch God do a miracle in this church with this congregation in this county in the state of North Carolina. God's able. He's able. I, he's able. I know he's able. Do you believe that? Well, if you don't, I don't know how you make it. And many of you, I'm sure, can give testimony as to how God was able in your life. Just like he helped us, he can help you. You young people, you're going to be, well, you're graduates, high school or college. You're going to be seeking employment. God knows exactly where you need to be. Trust him. Trust him. Daniel did. And God used him mightily. And we see later that the disciples began to trust Jesus. Even though it took after his death. The Bible says they went all over the world. Winning souls for the Lord. Folks, if we'll just trust the Lord. Yeah, it may be a mystery as to what God's going to do. But when he does it, man, just stand up and praise him. And thank him. God's still God. Do we do as the song says? Only trust him. Come every soul by sin oppressed. Trust him. You may be here and you're lost. You know you're lost. And you're trying your best to Get ahead some way. Trust the Lord. Let him walk with you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. In the right direction. And folks. Like Daniel. In the den of lions. Doesn't matter. God will supply.
but you got to trust him. And these disciples really began to trust when they saw who Jesus really was. And I believe he'll do that exactly today for us when we really believe who he is and what he can do. Father, thank you for your great love and for your provisions. Thank you for your wonderful blessings and all that you've done. We ask now, Lord, that you would touch hearts as only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to read something I found in my files. When I reread this, tears came to my eyes. But it says, several years ago, a new preacher moved to Houston, Texas. Some weeks after he arrived, he had occasion to ride the bus from his home to the downtown area. When he sat down, he discovered that the driver had accidentally given him a quarter too much change. As he considered what to do, he thought to himself, you'd better give the quarter back. It would be wrong to keep it. Then he thought, oh, forget it. It's only a quarter. Who would worry about this little amount? Anyway, the bus company gets too much fare anyway. They will never miss it. Accept it as a gift from God and keep quiet. When his stop came, he paused momentarily at the door. Then he handed the quarter to the driver and said, Here, you gave me too much change. The driver with a smile replied, aren't you the new preacher in town? I have been thinking lately about going to worship somewhere. I just wanted to see what you would do if I gave you too much change. I'll see you at church Sunday. When the preacher stepped off the bus, he literally grabbed the nearest light pole, held on and said, oh God. I almost sold your son for a quarter. Folks, we need to pay attention to what we're doing. People are looking. I almost sold your son for a quarter. Brother, come on and lead us in this hymn of invitation. You know what? Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.